Hi, my name's Kevin, and I'm a demon. What's up, non-believers, doubters, and skeptics? Welcome back to Jesus Unfollower, the podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Crow. Same as every week. And I've been called a lot of things in my life. I'm sure that my ex-wife would have a few choice words to call me. Probably some of my ex-girlfriends as well. But one thing that I had never been called until this week is a demon. I made a post on my Instagram account that said, Hell isn't real. It was just a picture with the words, hell isn't real. And the caption reads, just a casual reminder, hell is a place that was made up by people. No one would believe in it if it weren't told to them by someone else, who had it told to them by someone else, and so on. And then I put a quote from Ricky Gervais, which says, if you took every holy book, every holy book that's ever been, every religious book, every bit of spirituality, and hid them, or destroyed them, then you took every science book and destroyed that, in a thousand years time, those science books would be back exactly the same, because the tests would always turn out the same. Those religious books would either never exist, or they'd be totally different, because there's no test. I love that quote. I've seen him say it a couple times. He said it on Stephen Colbert, and I saw him say it on another uh, game show or something. And I don't know if, if the science books would necessarily be back exactly the same, but the answers would all be the same. You know, we, I, we would probably just get to them faster just because of how technology and our understanding of things has has changed over the last century or so. But it's true. I mean, if you took all the religious books and just threw them away, and then all the generations died out, you come back in a thousand years and tell me what those religions are going to look like. It'll be a, it would be a faint trace of anything left of those same religions. It would be skewed. I mean, it would be like the telephone game. You know, where you tell somebody something and then they have to tell some, turn and tell the person next to them and it goes all the way down the line. That's how the religions would be in a thousand years' time. But the science would be the same. Anyway, to continue the caption on my post, I put, If you see this, and the fear of hell stops you from leaving religion, don't let it. We have, no re- we have no reason to believe that it's real. And then I also put, I'm aware that I'll probably get comments saying that I'm making a claim here, or that I need to prove that hell isn't real, but I don't give a fuck. This is fairy tale nonsense. And most of my posts on Instagram, I put, Usually atheist hashtags, if I can talk, or non-believer hashtags. On this one, I put just a couple um, that Christians would see. I put theology, I put hashtag hell, hashtag hell is real. And that's pretty much the only religious hashtags that I put on this at all. And man, it, it drew out the crazies. It drew out the the haters. 
for sure. A lot of people, um, a lot of theists popping into my comments on that one. This one particular lady said, Anyone with sense knows a demon is speaking through you. You're just in human form trying to fool the masses. Think about that. She thinks that an actual demon is working through me. Right? And that's that's an extra step of faith right there. And she can't see how she was indoctrinated with this. You're telling me that people will just believe in devils and demons on their own? And that it's not just something that's been passed down through generations and indoctrinated into her brain? That's all it is. Nobody would believe in this crap. Nobody would be like, yeah, a demon is taking over you. I get accused of trying to lead people to hell or drag people to hell with me. It's not what I'm doing. I'm just trying to open people's eyes. Hell's not real. If it is, fucking prove it to me. It's just malarkey. It's bullshit. On that same post, another person said, Even computers have a programmer, but humans don't? Question mark. Hmm. And she used like a hundred emojis in every, every comment that she made. But she's saying that um, obviously that we have a creator because computers have programmers. And I said, well, yeah, computers are man-made. We can actually talk to and see the people who made the computers. We had a little bit of back and forth. She was just talking about how the world is was made perfectly for us. And then I made the analogy, and I'm not sure where it originates, but I've heard a few people use it. And it's like saying that it's like a puddle who says, oh, look, this hole was made perfectly for me to fill it. And that's not true. The puddle just happens to fill the hole. The puddle adapts to the hole to fit it. And that's what we've done. That's what life on earth has done. And then her next comment said that I'm silly for believing that the earth is a sphere. That if the earth was rotating at a thousand miles an hour, we would obviously feel it. How is water going to stay on the earth when it's spinning that fast? I guess she never heard of gravity. But yeah, I'm the sheep. She believes in every single conspiracy that's ever been. Her page is full of 9-11 and the microchips and flat earth. So at that point, I chose to disengage from the conversation. I've also seen a lot of people, and not just on my content, but I've seen a lot of people this week talk about the you were never a true Christian thing. It's probably just because it's one of the most common responses that we get from Christians because they think it makes it easier for them to refute every claim that we make. If they can convince themselves that, hey, this guy was never really a Christian then they can just dismiss everything that I say. That's called the no true Scotsman fallacy, which I did a podcast episode on that before, but I've just been seeing it so much this week on YouTube and other people's videos, on Twitter and other people's mentions. It's, it's one of the most common replies that we as atheists get. 
you were never a true Christian. And it's like, how can anybody really say that? Because if they are, if they call themselves a, themselves a Christian right now, I mean, that's saying that they're going to be a Christian for the rest of their life. What if they eventually change their minds or leave later on? Does that mean that they were never a true Christian? Even the people right now who are telling me that I'm not, that I was never a true Christian? They're pigeonholing themselves by doing that. I just wonder, do other people see that argument as much as I do? Because I've been seeing it everywhere. I also, I have a new favorite thing to do. My God, this is my favorite fucking thing to do. On on my content, if I post something, a video, a meme, whatever, TikTok, and people reply with simply a Bible verse and that's all, trying to proselytize to me, trying to convert me, trying to show me that I'm wrong simply by using scripture from the Bible, then I just reply back with this. Quote, hearing voices no one else can hear isn't a good sign, even in the wizarding world. End quote. Ron Weasley from Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. If they can come at me quoting scripture from a book that I don't believe to be true, that I believe to be a work of fiction, then I can do the same thing back. I'm going to quote from the great redhead Ron Weasley because... Why not? If they try to come back and refute that or say anything about it, I mean, I believe the same way about the Bible that they do about Harry Potter. Both of them, both books are written by people. Both are works of fiction. Both talk about the supernatural world. There you go. I'm quoting Harry Potter every time somebody throws Bible verses at me from now on. Also, how about good old Louis Giglio? Are you familiar with him? I heard his name way too many times back in my church day. People basically worship this guy. He's one of those like pastors, revival leaders. And he's currently the pastor for Passion City Church in Atlanta. Well, he went on a talk show with the Christian rapper Lecrae and the CEO from Chick-fil-A. Well, it might not have been a talk show. I don't know. They all were sitting together in a studio talking about slavery. And this dude calls slavery a blessing. Listen to this. It's interesting because I feel like on the inside of the church, we're fighting this historical context you talk about. In other words, we love the blessing of the cross, but we don't, we don't love to sit in it. And realize this is what God's asking me to do, to die to myself and to live for him, whatever context that's going to look like for me. But I want to flip that upside down because I think the other side of it is true with our nation's history. We miss, we understand the curse that was slavery, Uh white people do. And we say that was bad, but we miss the blessing of slavery that it actually built up the framework for the world that white people live in and lived in. And so a lot of people call this white privilege, and when you say those two words, it just is like a fuse goes off for a lot of white people because they don't want 
somebody telling them to check their privilege. And so I know that you and I both have struggled in these days with, hey, yeah. if the phrase is the trip up, let's get over the phrase and let's get down to the heart. Sure. Let's get down to what then do you want to call it? And I think maybe a great thing for me is to call it white blessing, that I'm living in the blessing of the curse that happened generationally mm-hmm. that allowed me to grow up in Atlanta and you know you're talking about being 57 if you were 57 I can't imagine being that old Dan and being 57 (laughs) but uh, I've said to our church Lecrae a few weeks ago when I was born the day I was born on Boulevard at Georgia Baptist Hospital in 1958 black people did not have equal rights in this city not my grandparents lifetime or their lifetime in my lifetime this is right now what we're talking about today i mean are you fucking kidding me white blessing the dude comes out and says white blessing i think in a way i sort of know what he's getting at to say that white people have benefited from slavery but dude shut the fuck up are you kidding me And maybe he's not bragging about it, but what a fucking stupid thing to say. What a senseless thing to say. We miss the blessing of slavery. Dude. And I know Lecrae is sitting there and not really saying too much, but he's got to be fuming inside. I mean, what is with this white saviorism, dude? Why is it so hard just to sit back And listen right now. You want to come out and talk about the blessing of slavery. Unbelievable. Pastors are just so tone deaf right now in this whole thing. A lot of the the white pastors that I've seen are just so tone deaf and making this about themselves and trying to be saviors to the black community. I just don't get it. Most of the pastors that I know or have went to church with in the past have been completely tone deaf about this. Either not spoken anything about racism or doing things like posting a picture that just says, I can't breathe. And it says, the accompanying text says nothing about slavery and all it talks about is God and Jesus. Like just... Either come out and support anti-racism or shut the fuck up. It's really not that hard. I just started reading a book, and you've probably heard of it, called Misquoting Jesus by Bart Ehrman. And I'm barely, I've barely cracked into it. I mean, I'm literally in chapter one, but I think once I get going, I'll be reading this book really quickly. And I want to know if any of you guys have read it and what you think about it, but this seems like I'm going to learn a lot about the scripture and about the errancy of the scripture. Just thought I'd throw that little tidbit out there and see if anybody else has read that book. Maybe in the future we could do some sort of book club. That would be kind of cool. Or lame. I don't fucking know. I'm 37 now. I don't know what's cool anymore. 
Should we get together and have a book club and, and knit sweaters? Would you guys like me to knit you a sweater? Who am I? Who am I anymore? If you like the podcast, you know what would be fucking awesome, and I would just think that you're the coolest cat, is if you would go and leave a review for the podcast. Because that would help me to get seen by more people. And that would be really cool. I want to get seen by more people. Especially the ladies. I don't know. It's late. I don't even know what I'm saying. But that would be really cool if you could go wherever you listen to your podcast. Tap that five star review. Leave me something nice to say. I like to read reviews on the podcast, but I haven't gotten a whole lot lately. So, please do that. That would be fucking awesome. I hope you are enjoying the start of my series on the book of Revelation. I'm going to be continuing that every week for a while until I get through all the chapters. And also, I know I've been saying it, but I'm going to get some guests on the podcast soon. So, stay tuned for that. Hope you have a great day. Let logic and reason guide the way. And I will see you next time. Peace out.